Hi friends, my name's Rich and welcome back to the Movement Podcast. In these few episodes, we've been looking at what life has been like in lockdown and where is God in all of this? We've spoken to some of our friends who are students and what does the future look like for them? Uh, We've spoken to our friend Sam Cooper who's involved in the events industry and how that has come to a complete stop and how how he's had to change what he's doing. And this week we're talking to our friend Jamie who works for Open Doors and they are passionate about helping people in the persecuted church. So in true podcast style we sent Matt off to have a chat uh, and uh, although it's not in person it is via Zoom. Let's hear what they have to say. Hey friends, welcome back to the Movement Podcast. Today I'm excited to be joined with our friend Jamie from Open Doors Youth. Jamie, it's great to have you. Thank you for giving up your time. Thank you for being with us. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate, we're super excited to hear um, what God's been doing through your work. And um, maybe to kick things off, you could actually explain a little bit about what that looks like. What is Open Doors Youth? What does that look like before lockdown? Um, What was your everyday in that? Yeah, so I work for uh, Open Doors Youth. And I think the first thing we need to talk about is the word persecution. So religious persecution is when people are suffering uh, because of their choice of beliefs. And we want to support people that are suffering because of their choice to live wholeheartedly for Jesus. And this can look like, uh, on a very mild level, it can look like not getting a phone contract or uh, being last to be seen if you're waiting for the GP, all the way up to literally losing everything for your beliefs in Jesus. Um, So we share stories from our persecuted church family around the world to help young people grow in their faith. Uh, And that's what that's what we do at Open Doors Youth. Brilliant. So good. And um, what's your journey in that? Maybe you could share a little bit briefly about your testimony, how you ended up in this in this role and what you've been doing within it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I grew up uh, in a Christian family. But I think the game changer for me is when I changed my attitude to prayer. So I used to treat prayer a bit like a vending machine. So I would uh, use my prayer, um, press the prayer button and expect the answer that I want to pop out the bottom. Um, But it didn't didn't work very often, if at all. So actually a game changer for me was just learning to pray more in the spirit, learning to wait on God more, learning to listen um, learning to be uh, patient with sometimes the baby steps that I felt like God was giving me, even though that was frustrating. Uh, I really needed those baby steps to set me up to where I am now. Um, and yeah, the persecuted church has been something that I've heard talked about um, a lot in my faith journey and just the stories of people my age doing incredible things in the name of Jesus in horrendous situations. Um, it's just been truly inspiring from the off. Mm, brilliant so good and um what, what does that look like on a, a daily basis i know you had all 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 things youth when it comes to open doors what what's the day-to-day in that uh the day-to-day i mean what we do is we create resources for for young people to go through themselves so like daily devotionals uh we also create stuff for youth leaders to do with their youth groups uh we've got our instagram channels um but also we visit youth groups so we spend quite a bit of time we used to spend quite a bit of time driving up and down the country uh visiting youth groups youth organizations 
uh, festivals and things like that. Um, and it, it's, it's a real joy to see the breadth of, of the youth ministry that's going on um, and, you know, different journeys that young people are on. It's a real joy, real privilege to see what God's doing in those ways. Hmm. And um, like like all of us, life, life's changed, hasn't it? Um, works look different. Um, everything that you guys have been doing has had to shift in in one way or another. Maybe you could go through a bit of that process and what that was like in terms of working out what, what it was going to look like moving forward. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the method has had to change dramatically. Like, we're online a lot. Um, but the message that we're sharing really hasn't changed a dramatic amount. Like the, the we're still sharing stories of the persecuted church with the aim of uh, growing young people's faith. Um, and you know, I keep being I keep being drawn back to the uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven verse. So the for I know the plans I have for you, uh, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Um, and there's no disclaimer at the end of that 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 has changed lockdown like they, these bible promises are the same um for us now as they were before lockdown um the next verse goes on to say that you know then you'll call on me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you and it's just like that being drawn back to okay we have lost a lot due to lockdown but mm. the thing we've lost is that there's always a gap for something else to move into it there's always something else you can put into that space where there's loss. Um, and for us, that's got to be prayer. That's got to be leading us to waiting on Jesus, on uh, petitioning Jesus for all the stuff that we see going on around us, but just also listening and waiting on Jesus as well. Mm. And I think that's um, a, such a powerful piece of scripture, especially in light of the wider context, like the Israelites, the people of God are about to go into exile. Um, for all these years and um god's god's saying um what we we always hear is an encouraging bible verse which really is um but in the the wider picture as well um there's there's so much going on there and so much uh change as uh, so we've not quite as we've been experiencing um but in the in the same light of that yeah but i think um many of our persecuted church family have been experiencing lockdown uh, in some form for generations and mm. that makes them the that are sort of the perfect mentors for this time. There's, there's thousands of years of, of wisdom uh, and amazing stories there. Um, like there's a, it's a story of a lady called Rebecca. Uh, so she's from Southeast Asia. Um, she was a doctor and she was a Sunday school teacher. And she was arrested for being a Sunday school teacher and chucked in jail with terrorists, with murderers. Uh, it was a notorious prison. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was designed to crush the faith out of her. Um, it, you know, she describes how there was excrement spread on the walls because some of the inmates have really lost their mind. Um, and in that loss, she filled that loss of her freedom with time for prayer, time to wait on God. And God told her to basically love in that prison. So the first thing she did is she asked for water and disinfectant and cleaned out all the cells. And then she started cooking for her inmates. She started sharing her rations with her inmates. And within three weeks, the, the whole atmosphere of the jail had completely changed. Um, and then a prison guard came to her and asked for medical advice because he'd heard that she was a doctor. So she prescribed 
you know, the drug that he needed and sent him on the way. But then after a week, there are 40 prison officials coming to her for medical advice. And it, the prison had just completely changed from the moment that she walked in to where it was now. So much so that the, the prison um, supervisor, Big Boss, called her to his office. And she kind of thought, oh, well, I've really put my foot in it here. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. But actually, the prison supervisor ended up inviting her church to the prison because it was a safer place for them to meet. So this is a prison that's meant to crush the faith out of her. It's been transformed to a safe house for her prison. And that's just incredible. And that started with her feeling the loss with waiting on Jesus. And that I mean, is a huge encouragement to me that these promises, that these principles, these basic gospel truths really do hold up in these horrific situations. And we're still experiencing a, you know, a limited version of lockdown compared to that. But it's a huge encouragement to me that I can, you know, when thinking about what I've lost, okay, I can also think about, okay, what does Jesus want me to move in to that space that's mm. been created there? That's incredible. Um, if anyone knows me, they know that I absolutely love stories, especially the kind where Jesus is moving, he's at work, he's transforming lives, um, where, wherever that may be. Um, and lockdown, as you say, it's not stopped any of these things. And actually, people have been experiencing um, a lockdown in one sense um, for a lot longer than this. Um, perhaps you could continue to share these stories. I love to hear them, and I'm sure everyone listening and watching now um, would love to hear some more as well. I mean, <laughs> there's so many stories. Um, I mean, there's one one thing that I've I've really struggled with, if I'm honest, at home, is uh, forgiveness. Mm. So I've got a family, um, and it, we're all living, you know, we're all living very close to each other. We're all seeing a lot of each other, and it's sometimes. I mean, I'd love to say I'm always patient, always gracious, always kind. Mm. Well, that's just not the truth. Um, but forgiveness uh, is a huge thing for me because, again, there's more stories like there's a guy, there's a kid in Africa called Giovanni. So Giovanni, one morning, he goes to church with his mates um, and some Islamic militants drive past the church, fire an RPG into the church, and there's a big explosion and some people lose their lives and uh, a lot of people get injured and Giovanni loses both his legs. In a couple of days' time, those militants, those extremists, they contact the church leader to ask for forgiveness. They ask him to forgive them because they didn't mean to target their church. They were targeting the church down the road. I'm not quite sure what was specific about the church down the road, but that was the reason he gave. The church leader said no. He said, I can't do it. It's too much. Um, but the thing is, that church leader was looked to within the church and the community as an example of how to respond. And that left the church and the community feeling very trapped, very broken, um, and very sad and angry. But Giovanni, still smarting from the attack, goes up to the church leader and says, this is not this is not the lessons of Jesus. This is not the truth of Jesus. This is not the love of Jesus. You need to forgive uh, these attackers for what they've done. So this is Giovanni that's lost both his legs from the mm. attack. Um, 
and the leader just he couldn't he couldn't say no to Giovanni. So then he contacted the um, extremist. He got his number because he didn't bother to block his number. Um, phoned him up and told him that he forgives him, and that completely transformed their church and their community from a place of anger and hurt to a place of forgiveness, love, hope, and a future. And again, that's just like it's a basic biblical principle not always easy to live out Mm -hmm. but a basic biblical principle of forgiveness holding true in a terrible situation that's completely transformed a community and this is just you know a young kid in africa he's not going to get any superstar status from this but for me he's a hero of the faith and he's living out what it is to be a christian That's incredible. As you, as you say, so many people locked up um, with, their, with their family or been spending this time um, with, with those that they're surrounding. And forgiveness is such a basic principle that we make, we make so difficult, um, that we really struggle with time and time again. And um, that's such a powerful story. And as you say, um, if we take away the extravagance of the situation, we, we're seeing what Jesus taught us happen on a much much wider scale and much uh i I, i'd be similar to the church leader i find it incredibly difficult incredibly difficult and that's why these stories are so so inspiring and it's incredible that god has been on the move this whole time he's not stopped during lockdown there's no no pause button in this and um there's no pause button in when it comes to the persecution either is there it's it's always on the move and sometimes we hear these incredible stories at work close to home but it's important to remember that God's doing it all, all over the shop. Yeah. So, I mean, persecution happened before lockdown. Um, but obviously COVID-19 has made things very difficult uh, in a lot of these nations. And as I said, they're often last to get the aid, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they're, they're still managing to give out the little they have. So I've got a quote. There's a, a Muslim, Muslim teenager in the Middle East. Uh, and he says, I had almost reached the point to say the world is absolutely dark, but now I see there are still some good people with good hearts living in this world, and they are Christians. This is a Muslim teenager living in a country where it is illegal to convert to Christianity, mm. praising Christians for sharing the aid, the very little aid they have with their neighbors. They really are loving their neighbors even in these extreme times where there's even less, have even less, they've lost more. They're still managing to love and share Jesus with their neighbors, even though it's illegal. It's incredible. It's it's, it's beyond incredible, isn't it? Um, All these stories are so inspiring. All these stories, um, we get excited about them. We get excited when we see God in the move and there's something that stirs within us and perhaps right now there's some listeners or watchers of this who who are feeling that um and, and maybe as we're coming slightly towards the end of our time maybe there's just one more story that you're desperate to get out with and then maybe you can share how people can get involved how they can continue to hear these stories and and play their part you know in what god's doing on a wider spectrum yeah i mean it, for me it, it comes back to yes a lot has changed but there are some things that that haven't changed there are seasons that come and then they go. Uh, and there's a, there's a pastor in Southeast Asia and he says, uh, there are two seasons in my country. They are sunny 
and rainy. And he's saying his church is like a robust tree that survives in both seasons. It thrives in the sun, it thrives in the rain, and more importantly, it gives shade to others, whether that's from the heat or from the downpour. And what he's saying is that, yes, these seasons come and go, but he's, he's there to love his community. He's not running away from the core principles of Jesus. He's not running away from the mission of the church. He's not uh, telling his, um, he's not telling the people in his church to hide away until this all blows over. He's telling them to love their community, to give shade uh, from the downpour or from the heat. Um, and it, yeah, it's just incredibly inspiring. And it's consistently, these stories are coming through to our offices. And it's just, it's, to be honest, actually, it's a little bit overwhelming. It's a little bit overwhelming how many stories that we're getting in. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, but if you, wanna, if you wanna get involved, um, there are some things you can do. The first thing is to get informed. So we've got our social media accounts. The main one we focus on is Instagram. So it's Open Doors Youth UK. If you go to our website, which is opendoorsyouth.org, uh, you can sign up for our isolated church uh, series of devotions, which have also been turned into uh, youth leader sessions. And these are eight sessions that have been designed to be delivered online. And they refer to lockdown and the times that we're living on. Uh, you can get involved. So you can get informed. You can get involved. So you can write to a persecuted Christian. So quite often a persecuted Christian will have no idea that anybody knows the suffering they're going through in their community. So to suddenly get a letter from or an email from Matt in the UK mm. telling them that they know their story and that they're praying for them is just completely mind-blowing and costs us hardly anything. Um, we are a charity, so there's lots of ideas on our website on how you can give and raise money. Um, but the last thing I want to encourage people to do is to pray. So our founder is a guy called Brother Andrew. He kind of almost accidentally set up this charity by just doing what he felt God was calling him to do, just wholeheartedly saying yes to God, and this is where it's led him. Um, and he says, our prayers can go anywhere we cannot. There are no borders, no prison walls, no doors that are closed to us when we pray. We are in lockdown, but our prayers are not. So get informed, get involved and pray. Brilliant. That's incredible, Jamie. And um, I always like to give people a little, little slide at the end, just to share any final bits that they feel God may have put on their heart to share um, to the listeners and to the viewers um, that may be stirred during this conversation. That may be something that's just on your heart right now in um, a wider, wider sense of it. And um, yeah, I'd just love to give you that opportunity. Yeah. So we, we're, still in, we're still in conversation with lots of youth groups, lots of youth leaders. Um, and the thing that we really feel like God is saying is that the best way we can support them is to pray with them and encourage them that, you know, there's been so much change. There's been so much innovation. Um, and it's really easy for us to sort of beat ourselves up when we're in isolation because we haven't got our mates around us. Uh, there's this barrier of the screen, like right in our face. Um, but, just to encourage you that, that Jesus loves you, 
that we love you and we're praying for you. Do not give up just because of lockdown. Do not give up these biblical truths. Keep, keep rooted in the Bible. Keep praying. Um, keep loving your neighbors in, in a socially distant way. Um, yeah, that's the main thing that we keep coming back to every time we talk to youth leaders and youth mm -hmm. groups. Incredible. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for giving um, your time. As we say, you can get involved. You can do those things. You can check out their website, um, opendoorsyouth.org. Um, and of course, their Instagram, Open Doors Youth UK as well. Um, but Jamie, it's been incredible. I love these stories. Um, I love to, to hear these. And guys, I really encourage you to get involved, get stuck in with that. And um, as, as Jamie said, the power's in prayer. Let, let's bring it to and commit this into Jesus's hands. But Jamie, thank you so much. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks for that, Matt and Jamie. Definitely some things for us to be thinking about over the next few days. I don't know about you, but some of the stories that have just been shared uh, make me realize how grateful I am that I have freedom to worship God without fear of persecution, like some of our other brothers and sisters do around the world. Well, friends, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, but until we get together again, I hope you uh, stay safe and we'll see you soon.